Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. The best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you get paid the podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So come on. Come on to Anchor. Get your podcast started. It's the best way to podcast. It's easy. It's free. Can't be free. Come on over right now. And you get paid to podcast. So if you always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm forward slash start to join me in a diverse community of podcasts already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm forward slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Uh, we were thinking Cam Cam Newton would have this uh, better season without having some somebody else. Yeah, without, yeah. and that's what we were wrapping up at. Yeah, and then uh, I had mentioned, I guess, before we got cut off. Uh, I don't know if you want to, you know, expand on uh, what you were talking about about uh, Cam not having to to hear that extra voice because I, you know, uh, I know exactly what you mean. I was one of the receivers. I come back to the hub and t- tell you, like, I'm open, man. Like, I, like, hey, you missed me on that one, bro. Or you know, just like. Uh, Chad Johnson used to say, I'm always open. Like, right. You, you know, it doesn't matter. Just throw me the ball. I'm always open. So you, these quarterbacks and these teams, you know, it's, it's almost like the Spurs, how every year they have a bunch of no names and they always competing, you know, uh, you know, so, uh, or, or the team that don't have, they, they superstar playing that night. They always play better because everybody else get a chance to, to showcase their talent and not have to worry about catering to, you know, the the veteran or the star on the team. Right. Um. So uh, you kind of broke out a little bit there. What was the what was the question on that one, real quick? Just the kind of the shorter version of that. No, I was just asking. Did you have anything else uh, oh. that you wanted to to uh, add to uh, to your original statement about? Um, Having oh, to uh, not having to worry about appeasing to oh, yeah. the I mean, you know the star. I guess it depends. Really, I mean, that's just me. Depending on the quarterback, really. I think I think a veteran guy can handle it. I think Drew Brees, Tom Brady, they can tell you to get out of your feelings and get out of my way. Uh, I don't know Cam Newton yet. I mean, he seems to be someone who does kind of meddle in that limelight. You know, he let you know he had all the controversy after they lost the Super Bowl. So if that. If that is something that he lets get to him, if he lets that stay in the back of his mind, that I think we're going to see a whole new Cam Newton now that that's gone. That's I, I definitely agree with you. Now uh, we didn't get to talk about it the other day because uh, I I had you know I had some stuff come up uh, last minute, but uh, uh, we were going to talk about uh, I want to talk about two things with you: uh, the Pro Football Focus uh, QB rankings. Um, I know you guys probably talked about that briefly on the show the other day, and mm-hmm. so the NCAA, um, the NCAA uh, changes to you know having it says that elite college and and high school athletes will be able to get agents and all of that other stuff. Uh, college college basketball, the NCAA said that USA basketball were going to be choosing who the elite people are. USA Basketball said we know nothing about what's going on. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just you know what they're talking about. Um, what do you What do you think of the whole? Do you, do you think this is a good thing for you know uh, college basketball, or do you think 
that this this is probably that they that they should have not do this. Uh, well, we talked a little bit the other day about how just we we none of us like the NCAA. So I think as horrible as the NCAA has been run when it comes to quote unquote amateurs and student athletes, I think anything will be will be an improvement. But this is this is the sleight of hand. I think it's it it looks like it's a lot. It it has some fancy words. It looks like, oh, this is going to be very pro player. So I, I'm always positive with something change, but I still think there's so much more that should be done. I think that this is just going to to just be enough to get us talking about it, get the sports people talking about it, to say, okay, hey, this is great because it is great. But there's so still you think it's so just lip service. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's like. You know, with so many injustices and so many things that people are are boycotting in sports and and with America and the world, you know, and, and then somebody comes out and says, "We're going to do this," and you're like, "Okay, that's common sense, good, but I need you to go extra mile." So, yeah. like, like this is this is good, this is good for those ten, twenty players, whoever dictates who elite. This is good for them, but but what about what about the other? 30 guys that now don't get that. Uh, this, this is good for Mr. Joe don't get drafted, but what about somebody who gets drafted number 60 last round of the draft and now they're struggling? I, I still think – or, or what, what happens during the, the four years when you're at college, like we talked, still struggling and eating Roman noodles? There's still so agree, many. Man. I definitely agree. It, it's enough to say, see, look, we're trying, but not enough to actually do anything. Um, I think what they should do, and we talked about this a little bit on RTF, they should, you brought up a good point. They should be able to sell anything they want. It is theirs. If they want to sell their name, their photos, their jerseys, their rings, their shoes, they're going to they're gonna regret it when they get older and they're like, man, I wish I had that national championship ring. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but But it's theirs to do that with. I think another thing is, more realistic, more along the lines of what we're seeing here. If someone doesn't get drafted or somebody, if, even if they get drafted, let them come back anyway. And say, for example, if, if you leave and you go early second round to the Hornets and you're like, man, I, I don't really like that. I don't like this organization. I don't like that. It's not a guaranteed contract. I don't like yada, yada, yada. Let them go back to college and maybe say, for example, they have to stay in college two more years Kind of like what baseball do. Yeah, or or what they do when they go overseas. Where, like, you don't have to come over right away, but you can't enter the draft again for two or three more years because we still own your rights. So, for example, if if I'm going to Kentucky and I come out of my freshman year and I get drafted by the Kings in the second round, let me go back for my sophomore year. But if I want to come out after my sophomore year, I got to go back to the Kings. And if I want to come after my junior year, I got to go back to the Kings. Exactly. But if I – My senior year. Yeah. Now, then I can enter the draft again and risk maybe even falling further uh, or maybe getting drafted by the Kings again, just out of spite. But like. I'm, I, I'm, I'm definitely, I definitely with you. I think on the surface it's, it's a good thing by allowing these guys to be able to get agents, you know, putting it. Cause you know, athletes has always been able to put their name in the draft. Uh, the guy from Wisconsin did it a few years ago. Uh, I forgot his name, Nigel, whatever his name that year. That yeah. Was and Decker and then was there. He Nigel his, Hayes. Yeah, Nigel Hayes. He put his name in the draft. And um, 
he didn't like where he was going to be, you know, where, you know, where the projection is going to be at. And he came back. But, you know, with this new rule that they have to hire, that they can now hire an agent, you know, uh, also with that rule comes, uh, they said that, uh, that it has to be, you know, voided if they go back to college. So now you open up another can of worms and, and that can of worms is, what agency is going to take you unless they know that you're serious about going through all the way through with it? Because what agent is, is going to want you to rent them on, on like a 10 day contract, essentially, because mm-hmm. that's basically what it is. If you're going to be able to go back to college, because we all know if you go back to college, you can't have an agent. Well, so, which agent is, 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 is going to take these guys, which agency? No, that's good. No, you're right. But I, but I think the rule that says only the elite players can get an agent, um, I think that's going to stop that because let's, I mean, unless you're like a, a Harry Giles situation out of Duke where he got injured and went from the number one player to the, in the country to free falling because of an injury. I think for the most part, your elites are going to get drafted in a, in a uh, favorable spot. My thing I, is I definitely agree with that as well. My thing is one thing that I do like about it. We've talked about this a lot about family members being in your ear. Uh, I'm sure that every player that leaves college early has that guy saying, oh, you're a number one, you're a first-rounder, whether it be an agent, a scout, uh, a, a shoe company, a, a family member, and then they get dra- Then they go to the draft and they don't get drafted. So I do like the fact that they get to see for themselves if you're overhyped. Uh, one thing I'm going to say as a college basketball fan, and this isn't me, this isn't me taking the NCAA side, this is just as me being a Kentucky fan and, and you being a Duke fan, you know, these are going to really affect us. I imagine Calipari, he is going to send the entire squad. Um, so what that means, or, or Kentucky and Duke and Kansas and North Carolina, who's recruiting these big stars, you're not going to know what your team looks like till mid-June. That's, because, that's definitely true. Because guys aren't going to commit until they see who's coming back and who's not. So – now you got guys, do they not want to wait till June? I mean, your your guys who want to go to Duke and Kentucky are going to wait. But now, so as fans, you sit here and you're like, I don't know what's going to happen. And then uh, it, 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 it does muddy up that one. It's kind of worms for, you know, these top programs because, like you said, a lot of these, these young guys, they're trying to go to college, get that one year out of the way, and go play, you know, and go to the NFL – and they're trying to go to the best system that they like, but also to the system where they're going to get to play. And if they don't mm-hmm. know if they're going to play because they don't know whether this guy's going to leave or whether he's going to stay, that's going to cause a lot of confusion with these scholarships and a lot of people uh, decommitting or or not committing at all because of because of this rule. I think they're going to have to revise it. I think they're going to have to do a lot to revise this rule because it's just it's it's so vague and it's and it's you know. It is it's honestly just not good to, to, to be right. you know. Uh I did the show the other day and you know, I was saying it is at first 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 initial uh thought, I thought it was good. Then you, you start reading into it, you start looking and it's like, what are they really doing? Are they still really just trying to push their own agenda or are they really trying to help the kids? And and obviously it's the NCAA, they're only out there to push mm-hmm. their own agenda. You know, they, there is nobody else's agenda. They don't care about, you know, the athlete. That's why these guys got to sell their Jordans and, and, and sell their, you know, they they championship rings and all of this other stuff. 
Right. And that's why it baffles me so much that the plan men you talked about, like I envision a plan. I, I ha- if, if anyone asked, if anyone would care what I thought on this, it would go very much like me and you discussed. You allow them to make money off themselves any way possible. If they can sell their jerseys, if they can sell their autographs, if they can sell their equipment, if they can sign shoe deals, if they can sign commercials, if they can sign endorsements, let them do that. And, and the reason it surprises me that the NCAA is not on board is because it does not affect them at all. The NCAA does not have to pay any of this money. The NCAA is not paying anything out of their pocket. They so, probably will get more money if you think about exactly. it. Exactly. Exposure well, to athlete means more money for right. And that, that, that's a that's one of my big points. But also, like when they, because me and you talked about this, how do you pay the the soccer team? How do you pay the swim team? How do yep. you pay the tennis team? Well, the NCAA can say, well, gosh, I don't have to give nothing. I'm not paying anybody. So because they're not Nike and everybody's paying everybody and, and it would be free market. If you want to get, if you want to get a Nike endorsement, play a sport that Nike endorses. And then it does make money for the NCAA because if you got, let, let's look at it like this. And, and you're a Duke fan and I'm a Kentucky fan and, and we really have a lot to do in this one and done society. Imagine how much better NCAA would look this year with guys who shouldn't have left. Could you imagine like the NCAA with guys coming back with their option is I can go to the G League and make 30 grand or I can stay at Duke, Kentucky, North Carolina, Kansas and be on my $50,000, $60,000 a year Nike contract. That's, that's true. It, it, it'll definitely change the game. It'll definitely, you know, and then that also may encourage the athletes to actually go get that education that the NCAA claims that they care about so much. Uh, if I can, if I can be in school and still be getting, still be getting some kind of benefits or some kind of rights, you know. But the NCAA, we already know that's how the NCAA uh, is. We are, we we know their agenda is let's milk the the athletes for everything and then call them amateurs. That way they can't get get paid for anything, not even their own name, which is I, utterly ridiculous to me. I just don't understand how. That this, because you're right, they do have an agenda. I just don't understand how the athletes being broke helps their agenda. I do understand how you don't you don't want to pay them, you know, money coming out of your pocket. But and and I, I was talking to somebody the other day about that, and they said, well, it wouldn't be fair to the smaller schools, and they would leave. No, they're not. If any team's going to leave, it's going to be your Duke, Kentucky, North Carolina, Alabama football. If any, if any university flaked out on its own, it would be these big ones. It's not going to be Tennessee Tech. It's not going to be UTEP. It's not going to be <laughs> Central Carolina. So you don't have to worry about pandering to them and make them happy. That's, that's definitely true, man, but that's the NCAA. Now, another thing, I sh- we should have did this in, the, in, the, um, in the, the first portion, but that's why – we just do whatever we want to do. It's podcast. Right. I mean, why we not? Um, pro football focus. Um, they rank, you know, the top quarterbacks. They have Brady at number one, uh, Rogers at number two. Just first off, before we go deeper into this question, uh, do you like Brady being the, the, the number one quarterback? I mean, I personally do. I think uh, he's just he's just done so much for his team. And I, I know a lot of people are going to say Rogers. 
at that second spot. But Rogers coming off an injury, so if we're talking 2018, I, I gotta see, I gotta see what he's doing. Realistic um, expectations, right? So I gotta tamper that and and you know knock on wood as a Patriots fan, Brady hasn't been injured or he's not coming off an injury. Um, he just. He's still doing his yoga, eating his strawberries, whatever he's doing. <laughs> uh, he, he just had a marvelous time with his family over this offseason. He's feeling young and rejuvenate, rejuvenated. He, he's getting Gronk back. He's he probably going to sign Des Bryant, might trade for Julio Jones. Who knows what the Patriots have up their sleeve. So, yes, you, I you say he's going. Exactly. Uh, Calvin and, Johnson and then they may just come out of Decker. retirement. They yep. did get Decker, so that's going to be, you know, I think – you know, Decker, Eric Decker is going to be a nice addition for Tom Brady. It fits right into that mold mm-hmm. of receivers, you know, that he's made famous. Absolutely. Um, and, and then Aaron Rodgers, a little bit mad at his offensive coordinator, or at least his, his front office for getting rid of some of his guys. Uh, new weapons. He does yeah, got Jimmy, Jimmy Graham, Graham. Mm-hmm. but he, but he is coming off an injury and uh, the frozen tundra doesn't lend itself to, to a nice finesse passing game, so I think I, I think that's right. I mean, I'm, I think if if you want to go one A one B, I'll let you have it. But I think if we're not copying out, if we're saying legitimate, somebody has to be number one, somebody has to be number two. I'm not going to argue with that. I'm, I'm I'm right there with you. I, I definitely like Brady being over Rodgers. You know, I hear all the Brady Rodgers is one of the best passers that we ever seen. He had the highest quarterback rating of any any quarterback ever. Listen, that's all fine and dandy, but give me a guy that's that's actually you know doing it. You know, I don't want to hear just talk. Oh, uh, we always have this conversation every season going into the season. Who does Brady have to throw the ball to? And every single year, he's right up there in the MVP. Mm-hmm. He's right up there. He have his team in the in the in the AFC Championship game or Super Bowl every single year. Uh, with with those targets that we have question marks about. And again, he lost Cooks this year. He lost. Uh, he's gonna lose Edelman for four games. He mm-hmm. lost uh, Amendola. And I guarantee you, uh, me knowing Brady at age forty, he's still gonna be in the MVP conversation. And all I hear for Rogers is excuses. Well, he don't have this. He don't have that. You know this and that and. To me, that sounds like excuses, and you can't be the best. You can't be the best, you know. Uh, <laughs> you know, doing it's, that. It's so funny you say that because, and we were talking about this a little earlier, um, and we can definitely get back to quarterbacks here in a second. But we were ha- we were having a debate, and somebody tried to prove to me that Julio Jones was the best receiver, but yet everything I gave him that said otherwise, it was just an excuse. He said, "Oh, Julio's the best receiver." I said, "Then explain nine touchdowns in two seasons." He said, uh, Matt Ryan struggles. Matt Ryan's thrown 58 touchdowns in two seasons. Why <laughs> it does four- seem like he's struggling to me. Right. So why why not? Oh, well, he's being double covered. Well, I mean, so is Antonio Brown. So is Hopkins. You know, tell me who Hopkins has out at uh, – I guess he does have four. But, I mean, tell That's me who – That's nobody Ho- really to, to really Exactly. And, you know, and then they said, well, you know, what – what ha- and I said, well, what about drops? You know, he was tied last – uh, Julio Jones was tied second last year for drops behind, um, I, I want to say, Lee down in Jacksonville. Oh, well, define what Marquise a drop Lee. is. Marquise Lee, yeah. Define what a drop is. Well, I don't have to define it. It's a drop. It. Exactly. That's what it is. It's a drop. Like. <laughs> and I mean, and I get it. Look, I'm not babying. I mean, people drop balls. But if you want to be considered the best, you have to make plays that are, quote, unquote, for the best. So exactly. I, 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 it does crack me up when someone always tries to make an excuse on what 
you know, on how how you're going to sit here and say somebody's the best, but be chock full of excuses. Exactly, and I think, and it just don't work that way. I I, I, I certainly agree. You but know, back I, back to the quarterbacks, and I go back to you know uh, the Brady and Rogers things. You know, uh, it's been eight years since 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 uh, Rogers won the um, since Rogers won the Super Bowl. Right. You know, he's five and six in playoffs games since then. Can we at least get a five hundred record before I say you better than somebody else? Uh, mm-hmm. A guy who's consistently doing it, who won the MVP of the league last year at age forty. I, I just can't. Uh, you know, even though Rodgers was hurt last year, but you know, at age forty, Tom Brady is still doing it. Look like he hasn't aged a bit. Now, uh, going to the 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 next set of quarterbacks, they had Brady at one, Rodgers at two, Matt Ryan at three, Drew Brees at four, Russell Wilson to round out the top five. We're gonna get to the rest of them after that. But uh, just the top five. Uh, what do you think about the top five? Uh, just, Brady, just like, Rogers, Ryan, uh, Drew Brees, and Russell. Just like a nice puzzle, the pieces are there. I'm, I'm all for those top five pieces, but I, I must do a little shifting. I, I think you would have to put Brees at number three. I'm uh, glad you said that because you wouldn't have been friends otherwise. <laughs> well, everybody wants to say always oh, getting older. Well, I can't sit here and say look at Tom Brady at 40 if Drew Brees at 39 doesn't cut it. Uh, I actually like Russell a little better at four and then bump Ryan to five, but I, I wouldn't be mad at anybody for that four and five being flipped. Yeah, I'm right with you, man. Uh, I was, you know, I was talking to, to my, to my uh, kids, uh, grandfather today. Uh, that's what, why, uh, we, that's why we had to push the show back a little bit. Uh, and that's the same thing I told him. I was like, I, I just don't see how Drew Brees is behind Matt Ryan. Like what, 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 what have Matt Ryan done to show that he's better than Drew Brees. I, I just don't mm-hmm. I just don't see that. I mean, I, I guess I can go for it because he's younger, because I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what they're they're basing it off of, you know, longevity or or what the other has left to prove. But I'm right there with you. I believe Drew Brees probably should be at three. I would be okay with Matt Ryan being at four, only because I don't really even see uh um, Russell Wilson being a top five quarterback. I don't think Russell Wilson is a top ten quarterback. But wow, uh, it just to me, uh, I look at Russell Wilson. Yeah, he 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 he's doing okay. But you look at the years when they were dominant, the Seattle Seahawks. That is, uh, they were led by Marshawn Lynch. They were led by the Legion of Boom. Nobody was talking about Russell Wilson. Uh, they were the number one rushing offense in the league when they had Marshawn Lynch. They were the number one defense in the league. They were the number one scoring defense in the league. They were the number one defense in terms of takeaways. So what that tells me is the quarterback is getting a lot of short fields. Uh, He's not having to work that hard for anything. And you got a running game to rely on. And we can probably argue that had he just gave the ball to Marshawn, maybe they have another Super Bowl. It's not a guarantee, but they have a pretty good chance, Marshawn Lynch from the one, to, you know, get get in the end zone. So to me, I'm not putting uh, Demar- <coughs> J- um, Jamarcus Russell. Lord have mercy. Oh wow, <laughs> Russell, <laughs> Russell Wilson. I'm not putting him over Ben Roethlisberger. I'm just not. You know, uh, I think Big Ben should probably be in the top five of quarterbacks. Uh, I, but Big I don't Ben know. is right at six. They mm-hmm. got him at six. Andrew Luck was at seven. So you know, it. I also have a problem with 
Dak Prescott and Jimmy Garoppolo, although they were right out, Garoppolo was at 10 and Dak was at 11. They, they were right outside, you know, that, uh, I mean, 11 and 12, they were right outside the top 10. I don't see how they are even that high with Garoppolo only uh, playing in, in, in five, uh, five or six games last season. Yeah, I, I'm with you there, Ben. I don't know. I think he struggles on some of the short stuff, and he gets bailed out by having a great weapons such as Brown. Uh, Andrew Luck, I, I think we're talking like it's three years ago. Um, I, I just don't see how you can have him seven when we're barely sure how well he can throw the ball consistently. He hasn't uh, played in 19 months. Uh, exactly. Um, Garoppolo, I can kind of get building off the height, but I – I would kind of put Jared Goff there instead. I, I refresh I'm my. Glad you said that because I think Jared Goff is a top ten quarterback. Re- refresh my memory real quick. Who's eight, nine, and ten? Um, it is uh, Philip Rivers, I believe it was. Um, um, Carson Wentz and uh, Stafford. All right, so. I think Stafford's just there based on quarterback position alone because his t- he does decent with a with a team that doesn't really help him out much in a city that seems to be doom and gloom. Uh, I, I almost have to put Wentz in the same thing as Luck. I need to see him be healthy. So what I would do, me personally, my top ten would be the top five would stay the same. Roethlisberger is at six. I, I could let even me, let me let me give you an accurate uh, accurate. Tom Brady was at one, uh-huh. Rodgers two, Matt Ryan was three, Drew Brees was four, Russell was at five, Big Ben six, Andrew Luck seven, Phillip Rivers eight, Carson Wentz nine, and Stafford. So, yeah, I gave it to you right. Stafford was 10. Yeah. And then Jimmy and Garoppolo followed at 11 and 12. So, my five would, would still remain the same. My, five, my six would be Ben. Mm-hmm. I, I can't argue with Ben at six. I couldn't really argue with Ben at five. But I'm going to go six. Yeah, it's you know, it's just yeah. It I is. would go Stafford at seven. Uh, I can agree with that. I can agree with that. I got to go Cam at eight, just because I don't concern myself with injuries on that. And then Cam was also in my top ten. As if well. I'm being flexible with injuries, I, I think Carson Wentz is okay at nine. Uh, I would probably go Goff at ten. And then luck at eleven. Then then we can ask me again about week four. <laughs> and then maybe Garoppolo. Uh, I'm to see so we can get a bigger sample size because by then that'd be like 10, yeah, 11 games I think, or so. But I think if if which this list is clearly just throwing injuries to the wind and rehab time, but also building it off some level of of uh, potential. If if you're putting Dak up there, you got to put Deshaun Watson up there. I was just looking through the teams right now, and I was like, you, I, I I had just looked at Houston, so you know, um, I I don't I just don't see I, if you got Carson Wentz in there, I think you got to put Jared Goff in there. I think Jared Goff had just as equal good as a season as Carson Wentz uh, over, over the, the the two years because Carson Wentz first year in in Philly. You know, it really wasn't that impressive. You know, it was unimpressive to say the least for the number one pick. You know, last year he came back kind of strong. But I always said I thought that Carson was a system quarterback, you know, being that 
Nick Foles can come in and win Super Bowl MVP and look just like Carson Wentz was. Uh, so I, I'm definitely with you on on that. I just don't know how you can, you know. And and another guy who's missing off the list, and I know uh, our boy Mike will be proud of this. Um, no, no, I could, um, I could name. I think he's a. <laughs> I think he's a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. Uh, you know, um, I think Dak is getting a lot of credit for stuff that he didn't do. Uh, he getting credit for having Zeke in the backfield. Right. Uh, it's not a bad quarterback, but, uh, you know, to say he, he he's better, I, I wouldn't even say he's better than Eli at this point. If we're if we're really just being honest here, yeah, I, I mean I can't either, I, but I can think of a slew now. I, maybe we we could save this for another show where we could just kind of rank each division. Cause I'm, I'm drawing blanks on some other guys, but before I put Alex Smith, I would probably go Kirk Cousins. Um, wow, I, I I just don't like Alex Smith. I I think he's done good. I I, I couldn't tell. Look, I couldn't tell. <laughs> look at his two best years was the year that they made it to the Super Bowl. And I don't want to take away from, you know, anybody else on that team, but I think that was one of those Seattle Seahawks type teams where the defense was so dominant. They had a great run game, uh, you know, and they did almost like the Eagles did. They went from Alex Smith to Kaepernick, and the results were the same. And then you look at last year, had his best stats, his best season statistically, and I could almost give – Played an egg in the playoffs. Exactly. I could almost give – uh, I can give a lot of credit to Andy Reid. He had some great weapons with Tyreek Hill, uh, Travis Kelsey, Kareem Hunt. I mean, I'm look, I'm not saying take get, kick him out the league. I'm not saying he shouldn't be a starter, but I can't go top 12, top 15. Yeah, I, I, I like Alex Smith. I think he's going to do good things down there in Washington. Hey, man, I just want to say I thank you for uh, doing the show with me today. And uh, you know you're more than welcome anytime to come on the show uh, before we get out of here, though, uh, let everybody know where they can find you at, uh, where they can listen to you at, um, how to do all of that stuff. Uh, really, uh, if you're on Facebook, um, I got a got a web page, website or a little page there called Cross Sports Network. I really upload a lot of things there. Uh, if you if you want to catch it on YouTube, it's at RTF Production. Uh, I run Big Blue Breakdown on Thursday mornings, and then or I'm a, I'm a part of it. Uh, one of one third. And then RTF on uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays with you and Mike, and sometimes Sunday. I, I think our Sunday show is a lot like a, a vow and the why. It's sometimes, um, yeah. but it, it's it, it's really great doing the show. RTF, I've had a blast on the podcast. Um, so you know, anytime we can get together, I, I know we kind of talked about putting together a NFL centric where we break down divisions and records. I, I really hope that's something we do. And if, if you're a fan of the show, I think that's something you'll really like because I think when we start digging deep into different teams, I think that's when we'll – me and you might find some things that we're not always on the same boat about. Exactly. True that. So, hey, man, I really I really uh, appreciate it. You guys make sure you follow us. Like you said, we're going to be uh, live on Sunday at uh, 945 Eastern Standard Time, uh, 745 a.m. Mountain Standard Time over here. On a you guys Sunday. <laughs> on a Sunday. Wow. Yes, on a Sunday. I don't normally up anyways because, you know, my son, He he's up 6.30, 7 o'clock every morning. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I'm normally I'm normally up 
Uh, but man, I, I, again, anytime you want to be on the show, uh, I you you already know we're gonna link up. We're gonna do this again. We're gonna do this way way often, especially come football season. Absolutely. Uh, you know. Um, so I just want to appreciate you for coming on the show. Thank you guys for all the support. Uh, Matt, we'll see you. Uh, I get at you right after we get off of this, right. um, after this call. Uh, thank you for doing the show again. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. All right. Have a good see. one.